0: Chargers here saying in for Jared. He will be back on Monday. I'll take you through the rest of the week, including today. Purdue playing against Grace tonight in Mackey Arena 7 o'clock. We'll talk to Rob Blackman in about 15 minutes, to play by play voice of the Boilermakers to get his thoughts on tonight's game and the Boilermakers on the eve of the season. Looking forward to catching up to Rob. He's always a good time. Uh, before we get into the five things that I'd like to see here in the month of November, Let's talk a little bit about uh, Michigan and the Wolverines hosting Purdue football this weekend, uh, 730 in the Big House. Just this uh, story about the sign stealing that won't seem to go away for Michigan. I'm sure a lot uh, with the Wolverines program would like to see it do so. Uh, Jim McElwain, the uh, head coach of uh, Central Michigan. I had no idea until last night he was the head coach of the Chippewas. Uh was asked uh, some things about this whole thing, and Connor Stallions, I don't know if you saw the the pictures that showed up of apparently the Michigan staffer, allegedly the Michigan staffer, on the sideline in Chippewa apparel for CMU's game at Michigan State on September 1st. Michigan played the next day. Uh, but this is allegedly him on the sideline, There was some thought that it was another staffer, but I saw somebody tweet out that other staffer at CMU, his picture from that day, and and those two are definitely not the same guy. So whoever that CMU staffer is and whoever this guy is are not the same people. Uh, Now, who this person is, I don't know. But speculation that it is uh, Stallions, the, the staffer at Michigan who has been suspended, while they investigate whether he was at the center of some sort of a scheme that involved traveling around, whether it be him or him buying tickets for others to take video uh, and notes on uh, signs of opponents, upcoming opponents or college football playoff opponents of Michigan. This allegation about September 1st, um, basically McElwain last night saying he didn't know much about it, uh, that they're trying to get to the bottom, CMU is, of who that person is on their sideline. It seems to me... If it was someone on the CMU staff, wouldn't it be pretty easy to ID who that person was? Like September 1st wasn't that. I mean, it was just two months ago. Couldn't you just, hey, uh, at, at your, at your coach's meeting this morning, hold up a picture. Hey, uh, is this guy in the room? <laughs> is this guy here? Do you know this guy? Anyone? Oh, it's, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, if they can't uh, within 48 hours here, Pick out who on the CMU staff is, doesn't it lead you to believe maybe it was this Stallions fella? So strange. And if it was him, how did he get a sideline pass on for Central for a game at Michigan State? That part of it is not as difficult as how did he get the game day apparel for the Chippewa's? Like who gave him that? I could see, because of the process for getting a sideline ticket, if you knew how to do it, I could see getting a sideline pass from someone, right? If you know, if you know, the, if you know the process, know who to talk to, you could weasel your way in there to make it happen. How you then though also know what they're wearing that day and get that shirt? <laughs> that's that's the part that I I don't quite understand how that how that happens. I don't know. I it's wild. This is a wild story that keeps getting more bizarre, it seems like every day. And it just so happens that Purdue is playing there this week. Will it have any effect on the actual game? I, I would doubt it. Michigan is, is good enough. Uh I would think, uh, to be able to overcome any kind of distraction. But this will become I mean, if we keep heading down this path, it's gonna be something that Michigan or somebody is going to have to deal with. Michigan has just sort of, you know, kept quiet under the we're not going to comment on investigations, which is what I would do too. The Big Ten has done that as well. Uh, but others can talk about it, including some people at Michigan uh, excuse me at um, central Michigan. This is the hammer down show 1017 the Hammer 1017 thehammercom Rob Blackman coming up with us in about 10 minutes. Talk some hoops tonight. Let's get uh, to the five things I want to see this month as we are now hitting uh, November 1st. All right, uh, sticking with football. One thing I want to see this month, uh, the Boilermakers get on a roll here at the end of the season. What does a roll mean? Uh, well, I, I just, you know, six wins is probably not going to happen. No real newsflash there, I don't think. It would be a difficult hill to climb this weekend against Michigan, though not impossible. They will still play the game. Uh, Purdue, though, at least as of yesterday, was a 32.5 point underdog to the Wolverines. That would be quite a historic upset on the road. Uh, but Purdue has games in its last three against Minnesota, Northwestern, and Indiana where you feel like the Boilermakers could build something positive to the offseason. I mean, if Purdue could win two of the last three, while at the end of the year that record is not going to be, I think, what uh, Purdue or people wanted, Uh, you would at least feel like there was something there that you were building on. Purdue has uh, good recruiting momentum right now. Uh, The class is coming together, it would seem. There are a lot of spots where Purdue needs... Um, you know, to add some depth, certainly, uh, it's a defensive-heavy class. I would imagine that uh, Ryan Walters will work the transfer portal hard uh, at some positions on the offensive side of things during the offseason. I would imagine this will be a big off-season in terms of roster building uh, from a veteran point of view, along with you know that signing class, which will I don't know what the date is, but sometime uh, in mid-December. So all that is important. I think Purdue has some good momentum there. You would like to see a little bit of momentum on the field here at the end of the season. So winning, you know, two of those three games to, to end things after Michigan. With one of those wins, I think you'd like that to be against Indiana just because, I mean, Indiana has had a rough year, though they, they've they been strangely competitive in a couple of games, uh, which maybe, you know, gives Purdue hope this weekend to be, be atypical, not atypically, to be uh, – Unpredictably uh, competitive uh, this weekend against Michigan. Um, well, you'd like one of those to be against Indiana, if you can get a couple of wins in those last three games. All right, the other thing, another thing that I want to see this month from Purdue basketball. Now, this is gonna. This might sound a little strange to you, but I'm going to go with it anyway. I want to see Purdue compete and win some games in Maui, but also lose. Yes. I, I do. I want to see Purdue compete, win, and also lose in Maui. Uh, and here's why. Look, the competition is really good, so it's likely uh, that that you know, could be an outcome. That field on the island is, what, Gonzaga, Kansas, Marquette, Syracuse, Tennessee, UCLA, Chaminade, and Purdue... So, Purdue would play it plays Gonzaga in that first game, then either Tennessee or Syracuse in the second game, depending on win or loss, and then someone else in that third game, UCLA, Marquette, Kansas. You know, Purdue was so good in that Portland tournament, so, so good a year ago. I just don't, whether, whether it matters or not, I just don't want to feel like uh, you're rolling in late November I want to see a scenario in which Purdue has some challenges here early in the year. Challenged. That's why, in my opinion, the Arkansas game is fine. Like, fine. You played in a really difficult spot in a charity game that the Razorbacks seemed to put a little bit more into. As we talked to Fletcher Lawyer yesterday, Purdue did not scout that game. And there were some things to work on. Purdue turned the ball over a ton. Probably didn't hit as many shots as what you'd like it to. Zach was in foul trouble. So fine, fine. And go compete, win a couple of games, lose one in Maui, fine. Uh, Last year, they were so great. I mean, they just, you know, just jumped on teams. What, West Virginia, Gonzaga, Duke, and that Portland tournament looked so good. How many people after that tournament were like, man, they are so good and so fun to watch. And then it just felt like you're, you're fighting it a little bit at times the rest of the year. And maybe it's not all that bad thing to have a little bit of adversity, and Purdue probably will have some. That schedule is hard enough, man. That schedule in, in this month and next is not easy. Uh, so maybe you just want to see that a little bit, have some hardship at times here early in the season, so that you're uh, you're taking some lumps. You've got a team that uh, that has that has weathered some things when it gets into the Big Ten and, and and into March. Maybe good for Purdue in the long run. Uh, we shall see. Sticking with basketball, I want to see Katie Gerald's team get a big victory early in the season. I uh, I like Katie obviously. The perfect fit at the at the right time for Purdue. Uh and I plays with a style that works. Seems connected to her team. I would love to see them take another step forward this year in what seems like uh, it'll be an interesting mix between veterans who have been around and have sort of uh, led this resurgence for that program with younger players who are probably more talented, like just raw talent. So how does Katie mix those things together this year? I think that's interesting to see. How does that work? Can they do it early in the season? Because you know that that can be a difficult thing, right? When you've got some veterans who have been part of this this rebuild, got back to the NCAA tournament last year, and are going to be part of this continued this year, you mix them in with a bunch of young players who who uh, are, are less experienced, but maybe just in raw talent better, uh, more athletic players. So you're gonna have to fit those pieces together. That will be interesting to see. I'd like to see Gerald's team score one early. Uh, At UCLA, the fourth-ranked team in the country on Monday. Okay. Challenging. Texas A&M coming up uh, on November 16th in Mackey. I believe that's in Mackey. Uh, Georgia in the Bahamas. Score one of those early. Get some attention on on Purdue as you sort of take another step forward this year. All right, a little high school. uh, A sectional championship for my Raiders uh, this weekend. Number five Harrison at number seven Decatur Central should be a really good game. I think it was the Indy Star who listed the fifteen sectional finals to watch this weekend. This among them, five uh, A sectional thirteen. The Raiders are nine and one. Got the victory last weekend. Central is eight and two. Central beat McCutcheon pretty handily. Uh, the winner, according to I don't know anything, I don't, I don't know. The winner, according to the Star, probably favored to win the uh, the regional next week. Love to see uh, Harrison continue to uh, to roll. And then back to Purdue here for uh, my fifth thing. I'd like to see this month volleyball rally at the end of the year. The Boilermakers uh, try to surge here into the postseason. Purdue has been playing well. Uh, lately, a young team, six and two in the last eight. They've gone through some things a, a little bit this year. Fourteen and seven overall, eight and four in the Big Ten. Uh, maybe finding it a, a little bit now. This week will be a big challenge, including tonight at the second-ranked team in the country, Wisconsin. That's lost only once, uh, and then we get a return trip back from Penn State on Sunday. Pretty beat Penn State in Happy Valley uh, last week. But a chance for Purdue, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State at the end of the month uh, to get into the tournament, be on a little bit of a roll there, win a couple of games in the tournament, then set up for, for what could be a big next season. It's a young team with some really good young pieces. Uh, maybe a year away. they had some growing pains at times. They'll have scored some big victories, including that one uh, against Penn State. Uh, Purdue ranked 19th, certainly right in there. Uh, but scored that big win uh, last week at Penn State. Uh, I would like to see them get on a roll here at the end of the season, into the tournament, and then set things up for what well, you would hope is a big offseason and a big season next year as some of those younger players get more experience. All right, those are the five big things for the month. Of November. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back. Rob Blackman will be with us, the play by play voice of the Boilermakers. We'll talk some hoops. We'll do that coming up next. You're listening to the Hammer Down show. One oh one seven the Hammer. One oh one seven the Hammer.